just narrow it all down real quick on the stewardship. Number one, we're stewarding together with God. So I want to kind of do a recap just tonight. That was the goal tonight to do a recap of kind of what we've gone over so far. But I want to just really narrow it down and make it very simple. Like some a simple plan, if we just execute it consistently, I've seen it work. And number one, we're partnering with God. We're partnering with God. If you have you're married or you have business partners or ministry partners or whatever, you steward that money together. And so the goal is we make all the decisions together. Like, all right, God, is this on the plan? You know, are we doing this? Are we paying for this? What are we doing here? And yes, there's probably some leeway where you go buy your groceries and you don't have to ask God for everything, every single thing you need to buy right. at the grocery store. But on the major decisions, you're you're working together and we're creating some tracking. We're getting some tracking in place for our finances. So we know how much is going in. Part of management, we got to know what's coming in, what's going out. Are we making, yeah. do we have some left over at the end? Are we in a deficit? Where, where are we? So we got to get some tracking in place. And then I wanted to, we got to make sure we <clears throat> make sure we have some financial structure. So you got a checking account, operating account where money comes in and out. You got some place where you can set money aside for emergencies, some kind of emergency fund. And then we got to start building some kind of storehouse where you can set money aside. And while you're looking for investment opportunities, it's growing at a decent rate of interest. And so for me, for me personally, that's been the life insurance policies that are kind of a specially designed policy. And so you set up the structure and then every time you get paid, we develop the habit of I'm setting money aside. Every time money comes in immediately, as soon as that money comes in, a percentage of that gets set aside. For me, it starts with 10%. If you want to do more than that, you can go more than that. If you got to start with a penny, you got to start with 1%. The, the habit is the most important thing. We get that habit established and we're going to start setting that aside. And first, we want to build up just some emergency funds and a little bit of cash that's just available for things. But then we want to start looking at how do we take that money and how do we multiply it? How do we multiply that money? Because that's you're never going to get you know prospering and wealthy by just saving and saving and saving. You're going to have to multiply that money somehow. And so yeah. money comes in every time we get paid. We develop the habit. We set some of it aside. You know, for, for me, I think of that as it's kind of what God has taught me to do with the concept of tithing. I take 10% and I just set it aside. As soon as money comes in, it's set aside immediately. And then as that money builds up, we start seeking God. All right, God, you're my partner. Where do we, how do we multiply this? And that money, it starts small, as, as Diana's saying, you get started and God begins to grow it. He's going to start showing you investment opportunities. And then... Now you said it, let's say you set aside your 10% and you still got money left over at the end of the month. You start seeking God. All right, what do I do with this surplus? You know, he may tell you, put some more in the storehouse. He may tell you, give some here, invest some here. And you start following his leading in those things. And so I want to talk about tonight. I want to jump through some slides real quick, but well, before we get to that, generosity, you know, a big part of stewardship with God is also generosity. So the Bible talks about we want to be generous on every occasion. Now, you can do that also in transactions where you're paying money and you can still be generous in those examples where people are negotiating and things like that. I always think it's good. Every transaction, you want to feel like um, it was energizing. You don't want people to feel like they got taken advantage of. You don't want people to feel like you gouged them on price. You want to feel like it was a good transaction 
or you didn't suck all the profit out or whatever it may be. And so you want to be generous in those occasions, but you also want to be led by God. I think our giving should be led by him to look for opportunities. And sometimes even in our giving, we can make mistakes in how we feel. Because you might give in a way or give an amount or whatever that makes someone feel like they owe you something or like they, you know, who knows what it may be. So we got to pay attention to how we're giving sometimes as well. And just paying attention to that. But just being led, we want to be just develop the habit of just being generous. We don't want to be stingy and following God's leading in the area of giving. But where I really want to go is, so we kind of went over the, the recap there. What I really want to go is how are we going to multiply this money? We're going to set it aside regularly. How are we going to multiply this money? I think of three things. Is how can I multiply that money in a way that's going to appreciate over time? It's going to grow more valuable over time. So think about your house grows in value over time. While at the same time, it improves my cash flow. It's paying me consistently every month or every quarter. So say you got a house that you're living in. And the house is growing more valuable. Let's say you're renting it out or Airbnb in it or whatever, or you got something like that that's paying you cash flow at the same time. So you're getting two things. Your house is growing more profitable, but it's also paying you while you use it at the same time. But the, And the third one, the other third one is, how can I do it in a way that's generous and truly a blessing to other people? And if I can combine those three things, that's kind of the big picture criteria about it's growing more valuable. It's multiplying in value. It's paying me over time consistently. And it's being a blessing to people. How can I meet all those criteria? And now I think we're on to something with the investing. But I think of these, these criteria also. You know, do I, do I know this thing? Do I understand it? So some people know stocks and bonds and stock markets. Some people know real estate. Some people know farming and cattle. Some people know cars and they, they sell and buy cars. What do you know? And investing in things that can meet those three criteria that are things that you know. How can you do that in a way? And we're getting that appreciation. We're getting the cash flow. Ideally, we want to do it in a way that's tax advantage, where you don't have to pay a ton of tax on it. And that you have you know, we, we eliminate some of the risk in it. We want to invest in a way where the principle is safe. Whereas, you know, I'm not going to lose money. It's going to be appreciating rather than going down. And at the same time, there are investments out there that offer you access to your money while you've invested it. You can still get to your money, even though it's compounding still. For example, those life insurance policies that we talk about, you can access your money even while it's still appreciating. Real estate, you can pull equity out of a property even while it's still appreciating. Stocks, you can pull equity out even while they're still appreciating and paying you a dividend. So there's ways to access, there's ways to invest, but still have access to your money even though it's invested, which is pretty cool. And usually those ones are usually more tax advantaged at the same time. And then we want to find a way, how can we do it in a way that's simple, and easy, and hopefully it's not a lot of extra work. Because some investments, you got to put in a lot of work to see the the fruit of them. You want to get it where the risk is low. You know, there's very low downside or risk, or maybe no downside. There's just only potential upside in some investments. We want to look for ones that are very low risk or no risk and big potential upside. So that when it does go well, you have a kind of an asymmetrical return on those things. 
I also want to look at how can we limit liability? Because some things you invest into, it increases your liabilities. For example, sometimes investing in real estate can increase your liability. Someone gets hurt on the property or those types of things. It could increase your liability. Yeah. And then the most important one as well, it's going to be a blessing to people. We want to invest into people, invest into making other people's lives better at the same time. So I, as I start to think about, all right, I'm going to multiply this money. This would be kind of a checklist that I would be looking through. All right, is it meeting these criteria? And you got to evaluate, you know, this is a, a kind of a quick list that my wife and I were talking about. We developed over the weekend um, and thinking about, all right, what, where, where are we? We're looking at this investment. We're, we're evaluating it. And, you know, for every investment, there's other opportunities, right? There's an opportunity cost. If I invest in this, it means I can't invest in this. And so getting with your partners, getting with God, seeking him, all right, where's, is this on your plan for multiplying our money? Is this where we're supposed to invest? Now, for me personally, where I think this is leading for me personally is how do we do all this? I think the safest and the best option for me personally is investing, let's say, into God's plan for my life. Investing into, let's say, abundant life training centers like we've talked about. And that that entails real estate business, training centers, investing into people, all of those types of things, all in one, all in one vehicle. And so you're, it's almost very concentrated all in one thing.